Hello and welcome. My name is Lizzie. And I'm Nat. And welcome to The Third Space, a podcast for youth workers by youth workers to talk about the highs and lows of working with young people in spaces outside of school and home. All right. And we're here to talk about check-ins, right? That's what we're doing. That is what we're doing. So we should probably start with a check-in. Right. I just get so excited. (laughs) Excited to lead into the content. That's great. Uh, so per usual, we'll start with our name and pronouns, um, astrological situation, and maybe for our check-in question, let's do your favorite check-in question. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, right. That is the check-in question. Right. Great. Go for it. Um, hi, my name's Nat Duran. My pronouns are they, them, and their. And astrological situation, Aquarius sun sign. I'll just leave it at that for today. And my favorite check-in, even though I have a colleague who really hates how lengthy it can get, is pies, um, which is checking in, seeing where folks are at, at a physical level, an intellectual level, an emotional level, and a spiritual level, uh, which I took from my grad school program. I think it comes from somewhere originally. I'm sure it does, but that's where I first learned about it. We'll figure that out and share it with you later. Um, maybe in the show notes. Maybe in the show notes. Are we going to have show notes? Great. Eventually. Um, cool. Uh, I'm Lizzie. My pronouns are she and her. Um, I am a Cancer with a Virgo rising and a Scorpio moon. Um, and my favorite check-in question, which I was going to talk about later, but, well, actually, I lied. I will go with um, one of my program's favorite check-in questions, which is, if you could design a Pop-Tart, what Pop-Tart would uh-huh. you design? Uh-huh. Which I now feel as though we should then answer that question as our icebreaker, because it works as a great icebreaker. Because some people go sweet and some people go savory, and it's always really interesting. So, Nat Duran, if you could design a Pop-Tart, what Pop-Tart would you design and why? I feel like when the last time I answered this felt like I couldn't go any better. And okay. So I think I have to, my favorite pop tart of all time was always the s'mores one. And I think to take it one step closer to greatness as a fan of the salty sweet mix would be a, pop tart crust that was like pretzel based so like Mm. a pretzel bun type Mm -hmm, situation mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but keep the same fudge um and like fake ass marshmallow whatever lining in the middle um with a salted caramel like fake frosting maybe with like chunky salt on top of it Ooh. so like a real like yeah salty sweet, sweet. Salty. yeah mm, love that thanks i'm pretty proud of it myself as someone who's never had it <laughs> <laughs> um if i were to design a pop tart i'm gonna go with my standard answer because i just really believe in it which is that it would be a savory pop tart with like a pesto and mm. goat cheese mm. situation mm-hmm. um i feel like Sort of like a pesto goat cheese 
filling, perhaps with a balsamic drizzle on top. I have also at times considered adding like some sun-dried tomato action to the inside just to add like pop, pop, pop of flavor. But so would this be in a Pop-Tart shell of traditional? Well, I mean, it would be like a stronger pastry, more like pastry. I'm really into pastry. Yeah. Um, As you were describing it, yes, I was like, I want a more pastry-like crust. Yes, which is what a Pop-Tart is really supposed to be, but. Well, but it really feels more like the, what was the the post-Pop-Tart? The toaster strudel? Yes, yes, yes. yes. Which I never had. I've never had a toaster strudel either, so my perception of a toaster strudel being more pie-like is really just the Mm. commercials. That I watched. Um, and their frosting packets. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, both for the sake of naming things, because that's something that I do, and also to be completely transparent, I feel like I recognize how beneficial and like the purpose that check ins. And really, like, check out as a, like, bookend for meetings, group spaces, what have you. Um, Like, the purpose that they serve and how they are so helpful. And I am perpetually guilty at, not as y'all saw at the beginning, at the top of this episode, um, just blowing right past that. And jumping right into the content or the meat or the protein of whatever the subject matter is at hand. And so, which is also like really funny because lately my therapist has like literally every session that we have begins with a grounding and like close my eyes, go internal, like gradually come to the external, like using all of the sensory experiences to just ground myself in the place and time and experience. And one would think that like when you have such a frequent reminder of that experience, like weekly, um, that one could at least like remember to start a meeting in a more like a grounding. You would think so, but of course that's why your therapist is making you do it now. Right. (laughs) Right. Um, one of my favorite humans and mentors in the world tells me all the time that we teach what we most need to learn. Mm. And so I feel like perhaps this falls into that category for you. Yeah, but I feel like I don't teach it very well. (laughs) If I'm not like using it in practice with Um, the young folks that I work with, then they don't, they're just gonna be a bunch of start jumpers or whatnot and here we are again having done it so i'm gonna just like push us back Mm -hmm. to our uh agenda that we have here which is to start off with a story (laughs) um to talk about so our theme that we were supposed to think about was um openers and closers and i think we got real focused on the openers and sort of the check-in spots um so i'm gonna share a story today great related to those things which is um, about the most powerful check-in I ever heard in a youth space. Um, So this was back in the day um, when I was an intern. It was my second year field field placement in graduate school. Um, And I was like an intern in this youth leadership program. Um, That was a space I think where I first saw check-ins used really intentionally and where I Mm. became a fan of the three-hour meeting. I know lots of people 
do not believe in having really long meetings with young people. Um, I do, and we can talk about that at a later time. Um, but we made a lot of really intentional space to do a check-in circle. So check-ins um, were always, like, we always went around, we did names, pronouns, like, what's up slash how are you? Um, people shared as much or as little as they want. And then there was always a check-in question of the day. Um, and in previous spaces with young people, a lot of the check-in questions that I had seen before were often, like, crowdsourced. They were more, like, similar to my Pop-Tart question, like, getting to know you, kind of, mm-hmm. like, fun questions. Um, or were more in the realm of pies, right? Like, how are you kinds of questions right. or, like, deeper versions of how are you? Um, and in this space, the my internship supervisor, um, she always started program with a question that she had come up with herself. So the question that she used on this particular day with this group of young people um, was, tell us about a time when you stepped into your power. Mm. And it was so magical, not to reuse the word powerful, but um, to hear this group of young people, a mix of sort of like high school students and, um, folks in there, maybe like first or second year of college or first or second year out of school, um, talking about moments where they felt powerful, mm-hmm. which wasn't necessarily something that I feel like we often think of in a check-in question. I think we often focus on like feelings or even like strengths. Right. Um, but also I think learning the value of a story-based check-in question, like tell us about a time when you stepped into your power. People were able to share moments where they had participated in activism or they had applied for school or had achieved some kind of independence that they had been working towards. And, and also to talk about like relationships, like power in the context Mm. of relationships, like when my best friend and I went on a road trip or something like that. Um, and I think really like allowed people to claim power in a way that they don't normally get to do. And so in that space, I think that check-in question in particular then sort of set the tone, particularly for a youth leadership space of young people really like owning and claiming their stories and their power um, and so that, that moment to me, like really influenced my own youth work and that I always start all of our youth spaces with a check-in, like pretty religiously. Um, even my staff meetings, I start that way. Um, not always with the same like depth of a check-in question, right. but I think because I was in that space and particularly that day and that question and how it impacted my perception of check-ins. So time. as someone who is far more consistent than I in actually like utilizing this really helpful tool. Um, What would you say, what's your spread? Like how often, so your youth program currently meets twice a month, typically my leadership program, your leadership program. Right. So like of those check-ins, I guess, how often would you say that you have something to the depths of the level of when was name a time when you stepped into your power versus like design your favorite pop tart. So it's interesting. So now in my youth leadership program, we actually do a lot of our questions are crowdsourced, mm-hmm. um, which is different than that program. They, they were all staff driven. Now um, I usually lead the first two check-ins at our meetings to do a little bit of tone setting. Mm-hmm. And then on the second or third meeting of the year, everybody gets like little slips of paper and they write down potential check-in questions. Mm. 
some of which are very light and some of which are not. Another favorite is what's your ideal number of dragons is a very common question. Also, if your hair had a superpower, what would it be? These are like a favorite bagel. These are the ones that come up every single time. And now they're sort of like cultural, right? Like we have like cultural check-in questions that we use all the time. Um, and they always come up every year and somebody always holds on to them. So it's sort of this way of like passing on ideal number of dragons came from somebody that's not even in program anymore. Right. Um, so it's like sort of a way to pass on culture, but yeah. I think, um, but yeah, so, but I do, I will sometimes pull out a few and like dig around to see, to find one I like, depending on where I think people are at that day. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say I try to have like, depending on how, it depends on how full our agenda is, right? If it's like a lot of what my group does is plan events. So if it's like the meeting before an event, that's not the time to like right. really dive. Right. Um, but if we have a little more space in our meeting, I think it really helps people get to know each other, especially in a space for us, we have 18 youth leaders. So <sighs> it's a long, it's like a big plus, yeah. like at least three adults, if not between three and five adults. So, I mean, it's a pretty substantial space. Yeah. Um, and it does take up time. Right. I mean, so I would say we plan, I mean, I plan to spend at minimum 30 minutes on check-in every meeting. Yeah. Um, but I also think that it creates a super strong sense of like cohesive identity in that space, which we do a lot of our work in teams. So it makes a really big difference. I think for us to be together as a big group. Yeah. Well, and I also think, right, because when I think of like time and I think of purpose and goals of, right? Like using these opportunities. Um, I've been playing around and right now our youth leadership program is in the process of um, just like really building itself, (laughs) right? Um, That I think if I were to just like wave my magic wand and just be able to like, you know, have an application process that then folks use to like apply to the leadership program and then right it always feels like there's not enough time but i would love to be able to have like a half or full day like retreat like as an orientation right in which case you can spend time with more of those longer deeper questions and but and then also like intentionally plan them so the first couple meetings are going to be more of these like icebreakery like what's your ideal number of dragons and what's your hair's super pot that is such a it's a really good one (laughs) yeah um you know and then as the 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 hope being that as the relationships grow deeper as the like work kind of grows deeper then so do the check-in questions but i do think that right like when they're crowdsourced when you're Mm -hmm. essentially building up the young folks to be able to you know then like run those meetings themselves then it's just like well they're gonna they're gonna be the ones to design those right well and i think it it helps them take some ownership over like what is it that i want to know about other people in this space um but i do i do have to consciously make time for it like it it is like i often find myself when i'm creating agendas being like well like we'll just cut down check-in right but what i think is really interesting right? Like we all know young people are pretty much notoriously late to everything. Right. Um, and like, that's a really common issue, right? So you have to build in like a five to 10 minute buffer for people to show up. But I do start checking on time. Like I always start my meetings on time. If like, unless I'm, I'm running late. 
<laughs> I look ashamed. Um, but like we typically start within the first five minutes of when the meeting is supposed to start. And yeah, sometimes people are late and they get to check in and they're late. But what surprises me is the number of people that show up for check-in on time. I, they do not right. blow it off, right. which tells me that like they think it's valuable right. and they think it's meaningful. Um for like creating that community. I just like, I, yeah, I, I like really stand firm behind my check-in. And again, like I said, I use it staff meeting. Um, I think you already named it. It's not that I want to cut off. Like, I think it's also important to do that at staff meeting. In fact, like I feel I'm holding some guilt over the fact that I think I am better at using check-ins mm-hmm. with my staff, like in peer meetings than I am with young folks. Um, but you have already named a earlier I think that we are putting a lot of focus on the check-in and the theme of the show is openers and closers so I guess I'm also curious how consistently do you do a checkout we always do a checkout Um, (laughs) we always do a checkout that one tends to get that one tends to get a little bit sidelined at minimum we do a one word yeah um which is a lot of times my go-to which for friends listening is just like everybody goes around and says one word or short phrase for what they're taking away from the space that's sort of like my go-to um Although I will say I had a young person recently who requested because we have so many check-in questions in our jar that they requested a check-out question. Cute. So we have also been using some of our icebreaker questions as check-out questions, which nice. is an interest is new this year, and I'm yeah. like still feeling my way through it a little bit. Um, how does it feel like so far? So how many meetings have you? We've um, done it once because then the last time we ran out of time. So it. I'm like still not sure how I feel about it. Um, but I, I also find those really valuable. Like, honestly, I use them as, di- as diagnostic for me, right. like that they're helpful for me to get feedback. Well, no. And that's exact. I mean, that's their purpose, right? I remember, um, when we were briefly looking to contract out, cons- like essentially like start a contract with someone as a consultant to act as my supervisor because there was no one at the organization where I'm currently at who could supervise directly offer like direct feedback and supervision to someone in a youth worker position like no one just had that experience right and so um and that was honestly even before official meetings started it was like getting a sense it was very like kind of interview like of you know what do your current meetings look like what and the very first piece of advice that was given was just like you always need to do a temperature check you need to do a temperature check at the beginning you need to do a temperature check at the end and you need to know like where your where your branches are at right like i mean right now we're just talking about one group but um yeah. Well, and one of my staff members recently, which I thought was really awesome. Ugh. Yeah. Um, was, I was super proud of them. They're a pretty new, like professional youth worker, like have been in lots of youth spaces and have been um, in youth leadership positions and have kind of come up through some youth leadership programming themselves. And I recently hired them as staff. Um, and, you know, they have started and they shared with us in our staff meeting, um, where they have been doing sometimes in group and they facilitate one of our peer-to-peer support groups. Um, And they shared that at the end of group, they had people share one word for how they came into program and one word 
for where they were at leaving program, mm. which I think was cool, like, especially given that the point of that space is for people to get support, like right. emotional support. Um, it was awesome, I think, to hear not only for them to get that diagnostic feedback, but also for young people to name to name that something changed for them, right? Because, right? like, so often, like, we might be moving through the world, but we don't necessarily have, like, the awareness, you know what I mean, to, like, yeah. what we're learning, which I thought was really cool. What are some of your favorite checkout questions? My favorite checkout questions. I mean, I my go-to is, like, takeaway, like, what you're taking away from the space. Yeah. Um, but even that can come. So I think I know this is hotly debated and maybe just amongst us um the rosebud thorn mm. you don't like the yeah I, plus and I, minus. I i don't i well that's more like a check-in and i think often is used as a check-in question well and i've seen it so so just um for our our listeners at home who might not be familiar right like rose something positive right so it's been framed as a check-in it could be something positive that has happened in your life thorn maybe something less positive or dare i say negative and then a bud is something that you're excited for but i have also often heard it used as a check out of like what is something positive that you're taking away from this space what is like a problem or a thorn, right, that you're hoping to work on. Mm. And as a rosebud, what is something that you're excited about? Um, See, I like that framing better. Okay. I think, like, often, so I think especially in support group spaces, mm. us, it's often used to be, like, I think really it's intended to get people to shift their thinking to think about at least one positive, if not two, right? Especially if you include a bud, it, like, weights it towards the positive. Right. Um, while also, like, doing some diagnostic on like what is the negative i think that often i've also seen it like a variation right is just having people share like one good thing and one bad thing that happened in the last week like i've seen mm. that too but may i also share something else i've seen sometimes like in gsa meetings that i've been at they've called that happy crappy which feels yes. a little less like heavy than rose and thorn and i just wanted to name it because i the first time i heard it i just giggled yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, and like people really like them. I've like seen right. them in lots of spaces. People love them. I feel really strongly that like I think it causes us to put our experiences either into a good category or a bad category. And as friends will learn, I am always here for the both and. Right. And the reality is that most of our experiences are somewhat good and somewhat bad. And that like what we experience as negative now may actually end up being something we experience as positive later. And that when we over categorize things into good and bad, we just set ourselves up for like all or nothing thinking. And I'm just like really not here for that because binaries don't exist Woo! Ah! um and i like different people feel really differently that's just like how right. i feel about those um whereas i think like i can ask somebody like what's up it also like weights them the same like the reality is like if i ask you what's up and like you've just experienced a significant loss you don't have to tell me something great Right. It's okay for you to just like be in a place where right. what you're experiencing is significant loss and vice versa. Like if everything's freaking awesome, like I don't need to sit here and have you be like, well, let me think of the really bad thing. Like right. that sucks. Um, so I really don't like that one. But that's just, I mean, friends at home, you may disagree. You have one that's really good. I, I do. I was going to save it for our checkout today. Oh, okay. Then abort. 
Because uh, it's so good. So stay tuned. Stay tuned. Um, what is another one that is not that one? Head, heart, hands. Yeah. Uh, Head, yes. heart, hands is a go-to. Uh, it is also um, a really good one. So. Head, heart, hands can also be done with hand motions. I'm a big fan of things that can be done with hand motions. Um, I, and you can do it. I think it might be a fair guess to say that most youth workers. Enjoy things are, that can be done with hand motions. That's probably true. We're a very energetic. Oh, so true. Um, so the idea is that you do, um, and you can do it in different ways. The ways that we often use it in program is you can share one, two, or all three of these. So a thought that you have in your head. A feeling that you have in your heart um, and something that you're excited to do with your hands. You can't see me doing the motions, but I am doing them so well. So you like <laughs> point to your head for like thought in your head. You put your hands over your heart or like make a little heart for feeling in your heart. And then like sort of like spirit fingers um, for something that you're ready to do with your hands. When we do it in support group, we often just do the first two. But it's a really good way to get people thinking about like strategies that they want to put into practice, which I think is really neat. Yeah too um so those are some of my faves um yeah i'm curious too though like i feel like what um what do you feel like is the biggest barrier for you in doing openers and closers that i'm a space cadet like i well no so i guess that's part of my problem well no so i feel like i have formula formalized a bit at least like made a bit more formal the agenda structure for our meetings and so now like that is written up top is always like what is the check-in question so it makes me have something to go into a meeting with um i just realized that i don't have anything at the bottom mm -hmm. right like i have a section at the bottom that talks about like the next meeting like a reminder of when the next meeting is what we're going to be talking about I have them brainstorm at that moment. Like what is our check? What's going to be our check-in question for the next meeting? Cute. Um, but again, like if we run out of time, then we don't get, get to that. And then I'm stuck coming up with something um, at the beginning of the meeting. But oh, yeah, I'm like, that's a perfect place to add just a checkout spot. Right. Um, where I can start adding a checkout. Yeah. I'm, Sitting, or closing. I'm sitting with the idea. What I think is really interesting is that you said that you are almost better at doing check-ins and staff meetings, but I realized that in my staff meetings, I never do a checkout. And I always have this weird moment at the end where I like want to do a checkout, right. like where like we get to the end of the meeting and I just want to be like, okay, everybody hands in, which I feel like is my like right. weird, awkward, like we need a, we need closure and I'm feeling this need for closure, but I don't have it. Um, and this is making me want, to start adding that to my weekly meeting with my team. Yeah. Sorry. I think I'm still thinking about what is my struggle and yeah. I think it is off and maybe it is, maybe it's that three hour meeting situation, right? Maybe it's the fact that currently we only meet for two. I mean, we have an hour preceding our official meeting time for dinner, but um, so like, and yet, like folks are still always late, even for the post dinner mm -hmm. situation. And then it feels like, well, we've got things that we're trying to accomplish. And so let's just jump in. And the fact of the matter is by like building that routine, building that 
right? Structure. Um, that's really important for, because to me that feels like in, an integral part of crafting the container, right? Which is essentially like a phrase that we use mm. all the time mm -hmm. when we're talking about mm -hmm. youth work. Like all we can do is craft and hold these containers in which the, the magic that the young folks that we work with bring to it. And the fact of the matter is without having those bookends of an opener and a closer, then your container is going to like, you're, it's, it's not a very strong container. No, it's, it's, it doesn't hold very much. It's like, uh, it's, it, it's, like the first draft of a clay <laughs> ashtray that does it that like Stop you make oh, yeah. about art that you don't know about. <laughs> oh, you see too easy right through me. But, the person who never took an art class. Right. Well, and it's interesting because our three hour meetings, right, are 30 minute. There is a 30 minute dinner break in the middle of them. So right. I, what I'm really adding is 30 minutes specifically for, for check, check in and in. check out right. um to the content of our meeting and then and then I also feel like we're not driving then I feel like I'm driving the agenda less because there's more space um which right. I think is really interesting also so yeah I feel like these are interesting there's a lot of I feel like there's just like so much in a check in and a check out and what they do and there's space. part of me that wonders in this space, is it appropriate or not to just sit here and start brainstorming our favorite openers and closers? Or if we leave that up to our gentle listeners to tell us about their favorite opener and closers. I vote yes. Share. <laughs> Um, but I will leave you with this one for our own, our own takeaway for today, our own closer, um, to our conversation, which is one of my faves. It's the shapes mm -hmm. checkout. Um, there are also hand motions that go with this one. Of course. Um, and you can do as many shapes or as few shapes as you want for the purposes of this one. We'll just do three, sh three shapes. So it's a triangle, a circle, and then like a little cloud shape. Um, and so when you make the triangle, it's the main point, or you can do three main points if you've had a long, a long training or something. So the main point that you're taking away, the little cloud is the idea that you're thinking about like a little idea bubble. And then the circle is a question that's still circling around your head, which is one of my favorites. Sometimes other, sh I'll let Nat think while I tell you about other shapes. Um, Great, other shapes that I've used, I've done like a heart to talk about like the feeling in your heart, kind of like the head, heart, hands. You can add hands to it to do that. I've done um, an arrow for next time. I would, what would I do differently? I've done a sun for things you're looking forward to. Um, and it's, I mean, obviously you're just asking basically evaluation questions, but I think by giving them in a shape, it feels more, a more fun, but I think gives you a little bit more like pizzazz and a different way of thinking in your brain. So I've always really enjoyed the shapes check-in. So Natrian, are you ready for your shapes check-in? Oh! Are you, you asked it and you didn't even have any time to think through your responses. I can go if you want me to go first. No, it just reminds me. Yeah, so, it's so we're triangle. starting off with our triangle. So what's your main point? I think the main point is that without proper openers and closers, you don't make much of a container <laughs> for the magic of youth work to happen mm, within. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mm. Uh, and then your idea bubble. For an idea that you have 
I feel like my idea bubble and my circle are really intertwined. Like it's a circular thought bubble, if you will. You're not following the direction. Well, you know what? <laughs> rules are made Aquarius. To be, I know. Rules are made We to be don't broken. believe in rules. Go ahead. Well, so again, like in the context of, so the thought is how do I, how do I build this into this process of building out the structure with our youth leaders currently, right? Which is the question, but then also the thought of, um, right, taking all of their like surveys and interview responses and seeing what comes out of there, but then also, you know, driving home the point of like, when we're looking at meeting structure, how, and maybe it's just naming it, like that this is what's really important. Like it feels really important to me that these be happening at the beginning and ending of each of our meetings. Does that mean that we're looking at longer meetings? Does that mean that we start looking at different meeting days? Like, so mm-hmm. really all of those questions are circling, but really they're all circling within the thought bubble of making sure that this topic definitely gets addressed throughout this build-out process Mm. yeah Mm. (laughs) um cool how about you lizzie appleby uh so my main point i think the main point that i am taking away is the i don't know i'm gonna go in a different order i led i'm gonna start with um the idea that I have is including checkouts in our staff meetings. That Mm. is like the idea that like, really, I was like, Oh, this is my action step. Mm. Um, So I'm like really holding that. I feel like the question that's still circling around my head is how do I better support young people in taking more ownership of those processes? And, or the follow-up question is, is it, not that I think that young people can't do that, but am I am I caring for young people by providing them the space to do that without them facilitating that on their own? Like I'm thinking about what you shared about your therapist at the beginning mm. and the idea that sometimes somebody else holding the space for us to do that is actually a gift. Mm. And so as much as I want to involve young people in that process, am, am I actually supporting them better? by providing that support in that way and allowing them to arrive in the space as they are. Um, So I'm really sitting with, I think that question and the main point that I'm taking away, um, which I guess is just an echo of the same thing, but I think like openers and closers are worth being incredibly intentional about because I do think they impact the way that we experience a space, both as facilitators of young people, but also just as humans, like in a space, I think we can all think of moments where they've been really impactful. So I'm thinking a lot about that. That's it for this episode of The Third Space. If you enjoyed us, we would love to see you next time on our episode on time and space. Please rate and review. We'd love to have listener questions, ideas on future episodes, all your favorite and open openers and closers when working with young folks. So please send us a message via the Anchor app or email a voice memo at info at airandwaterwork.com. And for all you youth workers out there, we see you. We appreciate you. Just remember, y'all rock.